Hello, and welcome to ADHD Essentials, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Mahan. I'm a former teacher and mental health clinician turned ADHD coach, trainer, and consultant. I can be reached at brendan at ADHDessentials.com. Here at ADHD Essentials, we help families develop the skills and knowledge needed to better manage attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Visit ADHDessentials.com for more details. What's up, team? Registration for the 2021 ADHD Essentials Online Parent Coaching Groups is closed. Registration for the next round will start at the end of the summer. So, if you missed this time, keep your ears open for the next round. If you find meaning in this show, please share it with those who could be benefited by it, either in person or over social media. And of course, I could really use a five-star rating and review on iTunes or your podcast player of choice. Either of those two things will greatly help others find this show so that I can help them. Finally, check out our partner podcasts, ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers, Hacking Your ADHD with Will Curb, ADHD Diversified with MJ, and The ADHD Friendly Lifestyle with Moira Maven. Welcome to the show. Today, it's just me, and I want to talk about some of the lessons that I've learned from COVID and quarantine and this global pandemic that we've been living through. But before I do that, I just want to honor the fact that this pandemic is not over. And there are families who are still quarantining. There are families who no longer need to quarantine because they've been vaccinated and the numbers have become safer. But the families who are sort of done with it, kind of like my family is sort of kind of done with COVID. It's not really over. We're not really done. Families that have kids that are 11 or younger have not been vaccinated as a family unit, right? Like the parents might be vaccinated, but those kids aren't. So there's a limit to what they can do. There's a limit to what they can experience, unless, of course, they're willing to take the risk of going out and exposing their kids to COVID because some families are willing to do that, and that's okay. Um, Other families are not, and they're still at home, and they're still self-isolating, and that is really hard, and I just want to honor how hard that is. In fact, a lot of this podcast episode is going to kind of be honoring that. Because I'm reflecting on my time during COVID, which I'm sure will come right back again come fall when we have another spike or whatever happens with the Delta variant that's threatening to change things in another way. I don't know. But I've learned some lessons as a result of COVID. I've learned some lessons about myself. I've learned some lessons about parenting and just life. And I kind of want to throw those out there because that's the nature of this show. So this one's a little loose. Uh, It's kind of planned. It's kind of not planned. So please humor me. I hope you get some meaning out of this. First, kind of planning and kind of not planning is useful. That's sort of how I got through COVID. I had broad swaths of what I wanted to do. And then I kind of did that and I kind of didn't. And I left room for things to go wrong and plans to change. And that's part of why my family and I managed to get through COVID as well as we were able to get through COVID thus far, because COVID ain't over. We're in like the middle. I'm not 
trying to pretend like it's the end. We as a family, like we still like each other. We still enjoy our time together, but it's definitely had an impact. I did not have a day to myself for a very long time. Um, I did not get a day to myself from March 13th of 2020 until June 28th of 2021 because I chose to homeschool my kids. So my kids were home with me every day and I was executing that homeschooling curriculum. I did not homeschool in the way that some parents are saying they homeschooled where their kid like went to virtual school and they were also home at the same time and keeping their kid tuned into virtual schooling and that kind of stuff. That's not what I mean when I say I homeschooled. I did all of it. My kids went into sixth grade. I had taught sixth grade. So I created the curriculum. I executed the curriculum. I graded and assessed the curriculum and their work. I did all of it soup to nuts. I was making unit plans and making lesson plans and finding resources in terms of workbooks and novels and things like that to bring into my house and use. It was hard. It was a lot of work. It was a ton of executive functioning and planning efforts. At the same time, y'all know I didn't miss an episode of this podcast for all of the past three years, including this pandemic. I have yet to skip a week. I'm probably going to skip one after episode 200 because my kid keeps telling me I need to skip a week. So after episode 200, I might take a week off. But I take no small measure of pride in maintaining this streak of not missing an episode. But also, it's been very difficult. You guys know I went from posting on Fridays to posting on Saturdays because the only time I had in my week was to edit and post on Saturdays. That's when all of the podcast stuff had to happen, which means Saturday was another workday for me. I also ran the parent coaching groups. I had some one-on-one clients. I did the occasional workshop. This business is on pace to make more money this year than it made last year, not by a lot, but by a little. It made more money last year than it made the year before, all despite the pandemic and COVID and the quarantines and all that stuff. So I managed to grow my business a little despite all of that stuff and despite homeschooling my kids and that really being my priority. And also navigating the mental health toll that COVID took on my kids because it certainly took a mental health toll on my kids and it took a mental health toll on my wife and it took a mental health toll on me. And we handled that as a family and as individuals and as parents. And that's a lot of work. And I want to honor that for everybody who has been navigating COVID. I know that I'm not the only one in this position. My details might be different from your details, but we're all going through this really challenging time that we can kind of see the end of the tunnel on, but we're still in that tunnel, I think. Some other things I learned. Focusing on connection was key for my family and for me. Taking the time to make sure that we're talking to each other, we're communicating clearly with each other, we're playing board games or watching a TV show or going for a walk or doing whatever it is that is going to help us feel connected. That was really important to us. That family self-care was critical. And it's why we still like each other. We also made an effort to connect with family friends as appropriate. We had a cookie swap in our driveway at Christmas. Um, We had some movies in the backyard. The kids went sledding with some friends. They've since had those friends come over and hang out in the backyard. I ran a Dungeons and Dragons game for my kids and their friends to keep them socialized. 
I ran D&D games for my friends to keep me socialized. My boys and I went camping, and my wife had her girlfriends come over or Zoom with her to play board games, and she played Board Game Arena with those friends, just at random on the internet. That effort to have connection, both within the family and outside of the family, has been really important. We, we Zoomed regularly with my wife's family, we Zoomed periodically with my family, because it's just the way things fell, um, but having access to Zoom and connect with the family is important. And we made, the, we made that work as much as we could. Also, though, alone time is critical. So as much as connection and focusing on connection was important, alone time matters. And I know because I didn't get any. Typically, the most alone time I got was like two hours or three hours when I went grocery shopping. That's about the most alone time I got. And if you're wondering why grocery shopping would sometimes take me three hours, I have two answers for you. One, I have ADHD. And two... That's the only alone time I was getting, and I would drag my feet a little bit, I'm not going to lie. There were times when my wife would go out with the boys and the dog and take them for a walk, and I would stay home and be like, oh, I'm just going to like hang and be by myself. But it never really felt like it was enough, because it was an hour, maybe two, and they always came back faster than I was expecting them to, and that was a little jarring and hard. Not that I don't love my family, but it gets tedious when you have never had time to yourself. And that's sort of how this year went. I've already mentioned all the stuff I was planning and doing. I was kind of the point person for COVID and for us in a lot of ways. That was wearing. It's been nice to have some time to myself. Related to that, another lesson I learned during COVID was if you want it to happen, you have to make it happen. If my kids needed to have an adventure and One of them really needed to have an adventure every week. I had to figure that out. I've got Google Docs for winter adventures and summer adventures that I tracked down and came up with and figured out places to go for a hike or to go apple picking or to go skiing or to go sledding or whatever. I figured out where we could go and what we could do. And I did my level best to get, especially my kids, an adventure a week to get them out of the house and going and doing things. That requires executive function work. That requires planning and strategizing and all that stuff. That's challenging. But every family that I talked to, if they had at least one parent who was doing that, it was useful. It got them moving. One guy I was talking to, he uh, I thought this was pretty cool. He took the board games that his family would play, and he and his son drew the board game boards out on his driveway and just set his driveway up with like, Candyland and Monopoly, and then they would play the board game out on their driveway. And eventually his neighbors were playing too. Like they would ask if they could come over at like three o'clock and play in their driveway. And sure enough, the guy was like, do it. That's pretty awesome. These things require planning, but they're worth it. And I, I don't mean to make it sound like my wife wasn't helping because she was. I know I'm saying I, 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 and it's my podcast. It's my perspective. My wife certainly was helping, but one of the things that is important here is my wife went to work. She is a laboratory scientist. She had to go into the lab to do work. I was home all day. So a lot of this was on me because I had the home front and I sort of had the time to do stuff because I could interrupt my day a little bit and make plans and figure things out more than she could. That's in there and I just want to kind of call that out. I'm not, not trying to belittle my wife or say she didn't contribute because certainly she did. She had did a lot to keep me sane during this, during this time. Connected to that, 
transitions are exhausting, right? I mentioned I had time to plan stuff, but that required a transition, shifting from one thing to another. My days typically looked like this, and I'm sure yours are similar. I would wake up about 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, take a shower, do my stuff. Then I'm making sure my kids have eaten or I'm cooking breakfast for them, depending on the day. After that, at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock or maybe both, I'm meeting with clients. And then I'm going back to my kids and we're planning our day if we hadn't done that already prior to me meeting with the clients. And we also discussed the plan for the day the night before. So there's lots of flexible. So there's lots of flexibility around this planning conversation. It's happening multiple times a day. But I would come back to my kids after meeting with clients and now we're homeschooling. They might have already started. They might be waiting for me to start. It depends on the day. And we're going through math, science, English, history, and other stuff too, potentially, but certainly the four core subjects. And we're doing lessons on those topics, whatever it may be. Once I've got them rolling for sure, midway through the day, I might be meeting with a client. I might be doing a podcast interview. I might be running parent coaching groups. Then after that, I come back to the kids. We do a little more school. We wrap it up. Then they have chores. So they're walking the dog or doing dishes. I'm doing whatever I might need to do, which could be helping them with the dishes or putting laundry away or who am I kidding? I'm not putting laundry away or uh, cooking dinner or checking my email and doing some sort of back end job thing, business thing. Lots of stuff happening in that kind of three o'clock to five thirty, six o'clock range. During that time, my wife is going to come home. Uh, I might be running the evening parent coaching groups and we're having dinner as a family or we're going to Kempo or we're going to Boy Scouts or we're watching a show together. That time is really flexible. Lots of different things happen. And then it's time for bed. And that looks like my wife reading to the kids. That looks like me reading to the kids. Before that, they're taking showers and brushing teeth. That's usually when I got a little bit of time to myself to kind of sit down and do nothing, play Zelda Breath of the Wild watch a random professional wrestling documentary, or uh, email people (laughs) for my business, which seemed to never end, something like that. Every now and then I was doing a workshop in that time, and then we all go to bed, and we wake back up, and the cycle repeats itself. That's a lot of transition. There's a lot of me bouncing between business and homeschool and business and family and business and helping my kids navigate the mental rigors of COVID and quarantine and the mental health side of stuff, because that certainly factored in here too. It was a lot of work. And that transition back and forth wore me out. And I want to I want to honor that. And I want to point that out for those of you who might not be seeing it. Those of you who have been bouncing back and forth between your job and your kids, going back and forth, we know that that leaves like a residue, like there's sort of leakage that happens of our attention and of our focus. We lose a lot of that energy, a lot of that executive functioning power when we make that many transitions. So be aware of that. And I know how to schedule my day. I still couldn't get away from it. Also, um, another piece that I learned during COVID was that both kids and adults need to feel like they're contributing and accomplishing something, even if they complain about it. My kids had much better days Once we started expecting them to do the dishes, put away their laundry, walk the dog, because they had jobs, they were contributing, and all of a sudden, they're getting off the couch a little bit more. When I talked to them about how they were doing 
too much screen time and needed to figure something else out. And I had them help me brainstorm what else they could do. When we gave them projects and things, things went better. When we read a book, it was okay. When we wrote poems, it was better because they were making something. They were accomplishing something. Reading a book felt like accomplishing something, but there was nothing to show for it. But being creative, making something out of nothing, that really had some power for them. In the beginning of COVID, they made these hand-free sanitizer stations that were like PVC pipes and pump, pumping hand sanitizer stuff. It was pretty cool. Did they like making them? The first one, yeah. The second two, not so much. They complained. But were they proud of them? Yeah, they're pretty proud of doing that. And that's important. When they helped us clear the deck and put fill underneath the new deck, all of that kind of stuff, they were pretty proud of themselves. So we want to make sure that we're giving our kids opportunities to contribute to the household, opportunities to create and make things and accomplish stuff. And the same with adults. One of the, one of the hardest pieces of this year, this past year for me and for my wife, was that my wife really wanted to help me. And I didn't know how to let her. And that's for a bunch of reasons. Some of that was the trauma of ADHD and just feeling like I don't deserve help and I have to do it all by myself because I have to prove that I can do it. If I haven't proved that I can do stuff by now, I don't know what else I can do. But also a big piece of that was a lot of the stuff that I needed to do, she kind of couldn't help with. She couldn't work with a client for me. She couldn't plan a homeschool lesson for me because I had to execute it. So I kind of had to plan it. Um, She also doesn't have that background in the same way that I do. She couldn't really do my emails or anything like that for me so much. There wasn't a lot that I could ask her for help with because so much of it was on my shoulders. And that, I think, ended up making her feel a little sidelined and marginalized. And I didn't want to do that, but that's sort of the nature of what was going on this past year. And I also couldn't rely on her for stuff because she was going to work most of the time. So she needed to be out of the house. But that still left a little bit of a gap between my wife and I that I regret, but but it's not like it ruined our marriage. We're fine. There was just, there were times when she would say, let me help. And she really wanted to, but there wasn't much I could ask of her. So pay attention to that too. And when you can get people to help, let them. When they offer to help, let them. And learn how to ask for help and learn how to accept help. That's one of the things that I've gotten better at during COVID, but I am still not good at it. I'm not going to say that I am. And that brings me to my final point, which is self-care matters. It's, it's kind of corny. It's kind of like a cliche at this point, but self-care matters. And I know because during COVID, I sucked at it. I did not do a good job of self-care. I gained probably at least 20 pounds. I'm not in anywhere close to the kind of shape that I was in before COVID started. My legs are more tired. I don't have the same kind of energy. I didn't go to the doctors for like almost a year. I didn't go to the dentist at all for all of COVID until I got vaccinated. That self-care stuff is important and I was not doing it for a bunch of reasons. Some of it was I was everyone else caring, caring for my kids, caring for my wife, caring for my clients. Uh, And some of it was COVID and not wanting to go to the dentist because it can wait until there's a vaccine because I was convinced a vaccine was coming. Um, And I only went to the doctor because I was concerned. I had ended up like my throat got weird and I couldn't talk one morning. I think it was acid reflux, but it's concerning when you wake up and can't like make noises to make sounds with. So I had to go to the doctors at that point. And they were like, yeah, here's what's up. You've gained weight. 
you probably have acid reflux. That could be what's going on with your throat. Like lose weight. Here's some acid medicine. (laughs) And thankfully it's better. I am slowly but surely working on the weight. For those of you who have struggled with self-care during this trial, this ordeal, you're not alone. I know lots of us have gained weight. Lots of us are in worse shape. 10% better. That's my view, right? I need to lose 20 pounds. That's 10% of that is two. I can lose two pounds and then that 10% will continue. I'll keep losing two pounds until I, until I lose the 20 or the 25 or however many it is. And going to the gym is more than I'm doing right now. So that's now in my calendar. I signed up for a gym. I will be, be I will begin going next week. Um, and once my schedule gets regular, I'll have a personal trainer and that will help even more. But as I say at the end of every episode, 10% better is all you need. In all of these things, in improving our self-care and making things happen, navigating transitions and reducing the number of transitions, in helping our family members contribute and accomplish things where they can, in focusing on connection, any of those areas that you might be struggling in, just do a little bit better tomorrow than you did today and then a little bit better the day after. And eventually, the compounding interest of those small improvements, it'll become a big deal. So those are my lessons from COVID. I hope that you found this episode informative and useful and maybe a little bit of a me too. COVID's been hard on all of us. You are not alone. I know as I record this, I feel like I'm alone. I feel like I'm the only one who struggled. And I know intellectually that that's not true. But emotionally, that's kind of how I'm feeling at the moment. Uh, so hopefully hearing my voice will help you recognize that you are not alone because I can't be the only one feeling that way since we've been isolating for so long. With that, have a good day. It is an honor that you listen to my show. I am honored that you listen to my show. Thank you very much. Hey, you're still here. Nice. Thanks for staying focused all the way through. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's episode, feel free to email me at brendan at ADHDessentials.com. And don't forget to check out the website, ADHDessentials.com. And visit our Facebook community. I'm looking forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, keep focusing on improvement over perfection. 10% better is all you need.